Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The SEC is the king of college football. They've won four straight national titles and five of the last six, but we're undergoing a sea change of sorts, it seems, this spring across the Southeastern Conference. Hello, this is the College Football Daily. I'm Brendan Marcello. It is Wednesday, March 15th. The SEC's top dogs, Georgia and Alabama, are both undergoing changes at quarterback. Their starters there for the last several seasons, both out. Does that mean there could be an opportunity for other programs like Tennessee to jump up and win the SEC title? We'll discuss that much more here on the College Football Daily as we continue our series with our five burning questions for each Power Five conference. And today with the SEC, it is once again quarterback heavy as we discuss Georgia and Alabama, but also other programs across the conference. But the SEC isn't just about Georgia and Alabama. There are other risers, including LSU. But LSU doesn't really have a big burning question that deserves a lot of attention today, though there are some things to look at in the weeds there. But let's start with our first of our five burning questions for the SEC this spring. And we will start with Georgia. Who will be Georgia's quarterback? Stetson Bennett, the Quarterback who was a walk-on, transferred out, came back, and ended up being a two-time national championship quarterback starter, will forever be a legend at Georgia. But he is gone, and in his place is a quarterback battle between his perennial backup, Carson Beck, who played in 11 games over the last three seasons, and then the mobile, athletic Brock Vandergriff, who was a five-star prospect in the 2021 signing class, according to 24-7 Sports. The opportunity here for Vandergriff seems small, however, because Carson Beck has the veteran leadership, the experience, and the expectation is, is he's going to be the starter. Georgia, however, will probably not name a starter until they get into August when preseason camp's going around and they have a couple more scrimmages there. It's very obvious from talking to people around the program and, of course, reading the reports there that Carson Beck has the leg up in that competition. He's more of a pro-style quarterback, very much in that Stetson Bennett mold. He's got a strong arm. This is a guy who's very accurate. Last season, he threw for 310 yards and four touchdowns against no interceptions. And more importantly, he completed 74.3% of his passes in that offense. Also consider that now with Todd Munkin out as offensive coordinator, they bumped up Mike Bobo from analyst to OC. Mike Bobo, of course, previously an offensive coordinator at several stops, including Georgia a decade or so ago, and then most recently at South Carolina and then at Auburn. Carson Beck 
is the typical type of quarterback that Mike Bobo likes to coach and call plays for in his offense. Georgia is not going to suddenly become this offense where they're going to have a dual threat guy out there doing option pitches and trying to run the ball for 85 to 100 yards every game. You just need a quarterback back there to deliver deliver the ball, make accurate decisions, but also can tuck and run it when he needs to, much like a Stetson Bennett recently. Carson Beck fits that mold. He looks like an NFL passer back there in the pocket. This is his time. He has waited patiently. He's been involved in quarterback battles already previously at Georgia. Goodness gracious, remember when JT Daniels was there and Newman was there, the Wake Forest transfer? He's been waiting his time, and he knows that offense inside and out. Carson Beck's job to lose. But again, how does this affect Georgia and their expectations going into next season? Can they win an SEC title? Heck, can they win three straight national championships? That would be insane, but a lot of that's going to depend on how well Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff perform for them next season. Staying with the quarterback situations across the SEC, Tennessee with a magical season in 2022, beating the likes of Alabama and challenging Georgia for the SEC East. But Georgia, of course, a generational team with a fantastic defense, won the SEC in the national championship. But the Vols were no pushover. There were more of the more exciting teams and greatest stories in college football this past season. But again, they got to replace the quarterback. Hendon Hooker is gone and was fantastic for them and breaking records and one of the more exciting offenses in college football. Who steps in? It certainly looks like Joe Milton, who had been the backup there for quite some time, is going to be the starter. He has a rocket arm. You've seen the videos of him just throwing a ball from his knees all the way across the field. An amazing talent. But also, he tends to overthrow guys. That's an issue. We even saw it in the bowl game where they where they won against Clemson, but there were some overthrows there. And then throughout the season when he had, was needed in spot duty and previously in his career, but that offense is so electric from Josh Heupel and co., they're going to find ways to score points, even if you have a quarterback back there that's not always accurate, especially on the deep throws. But again, Joe Milton's good enough. <laughs> this is a guy who would probably be a starter of many SEC teams going into this year. And also, he's a veteran guy. He's got starting experience. He's gone against the big boys before. But here's my question. Does the fantastic five-star freshman quarterback, Nico Iyamaleava, yes, I had to say that slowly because it's so difficult to pronounce, does he step in? Could he be the starter at some point this season? If Joe Milton struggles those first few weeks of the season, could he be the starter? Well, is Nico willing to prove himself this spring and obviously in the summer? And when do they get into preseason camp? And for that matter, does Tennessee just go ahead and decide to play him no matter what and develop a package for him to be able to play and prove himself even in game time. That's something to watch in the spring. How committed is Josh Heupel and that coaching staff to Joe Milton being the guy? Is he the guy every down for you? Or do you see an opportunity here for Nico to step in with his electric passing? We've seen what he can do. I mean, goodness gracious, he's showing up to quarterback competitions wearing pajamas and just flashing and and outdoing everybody on the field. He's a special talent and one that we're going to be talking about for several more years. The question is, do we see him immediately? And do the coaches show a commitment to Joe Milton or do they leave open the door for Nico this spring? More big spring storylines in the SEC after these messages. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Staying in the SEC East, we go to Florida. The big question there is their defense. As much as we want to rag on that offense and how they didn't really live up to expectations with Anthony Richardson there at quarterback, and now we're all hearing these discussions about Anthony Richardson being a first-round quarterback, all that aside, that defense was atrocious. And as my colleague Chris Hummer wrote in his burning questions preview for the SEC this spring, they were 103rd in yards per play this past season atrocious and they didn't really make a lot of changes with that staff in fact they had to wait until patrick tony the defensive coordinator took an nfl gig as an assistant coach elsewhere before they made a hire and i thought this is one of the bigger hires of the offseason especially late in the process florida was able to go hire former southern miss defensive coordinator austin armstrong who had recently been hired away by Alabama to be a linebackers coach for Nick Saban. The thought there was that Austin Armstrong, who is a very young coordinator, was the next man up at Alabama. And here in the next couple of years was going to be Nick Saban's play caller. But Billy Napier, the Florida head coach, stole him away from Alabama after only a few weeks on the job. Why is that? Well, Austin Armstrong coached for Billy Napier previously at Louisiana both as a grad assistant and as an assistant coach. There's a connection there. And Billy Napier said, hey, come run your defense. I'm not going to step in the way here. Nick Saban's defense is Nick Saban's defense at Alabama. So even if he was the coordinator there at some point in the next couple of years, that was going to be Saban's defense. Different at Florida. And really, he's going into a fantastic situation at Florida because the expectations are at the ground floor right now. They were 103rd in yards per play last season. They couldn't stop anybody. And yet... He comes in with some returning veterans, an opportunity to improve that defense almost by by de facto leadership there with the experience. 
And I expect big things from Austin Armstrong as defensive coordinator there. I don't think they're a top 15 or top 20 defense this upcoming season, but let's see the seeds that are planted this spring and whether they start sprouting in April and May. And then we, if we start hearing some good reports going into the summer, I think the key, and I think Chris Summer nailed this directly, the key for Florida's success next season and whether they can stop being a 500 team under Billy Napier is if that defense can turn things around. Not the offense, the defense. That defense has got to be a lot better to play in the SEC East. Our fourth burning question goes to Tuscaloosa and to Alabama, where anything less than the national championship is a disappointment. Uh, amazing. And that's what happens when you have the GOAT coaching you with Nick Saban. And the big question there, of course, is a quarterback. Who is the starter? And this is a legitimate quarterback competition between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Jalen Milrow, we saw quite a bit last season in place of injured starter Bryce Young. We saw him come in against Arkansas really in in an extended period there for the first time in his career. And we saw that they only trusted him really as a runner. But when he was able to throw, you saw some magical things there, here and there. The accuracy, though, wasn't quite there. But he still can thread the needle. Very special talent. An amazing, fantastic dual threat quarterback. And much like Bryce Young, he could be a game changer for you. He can get you out of the big plays and also extend plays with his feet. As great as Bryce Young was as a passer, and of course, being a Heisman Trophy candidate and finalist and winner, but he didn't win a national championship. The thing is, though, is that he didn't quite have some of the pieces he needed around him to be able to do that. And then you look at Jalen Milrow. He's someone who can extend those plays much like Bryce Young. I think Jalen Milrow is probably the favorite here against Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson's a former five-star quarterback, more in that traditional mold of a pocket passer. But Jalen Milrow gives you that magic. Something to watch this spring in Tuscaloosa. They're keeping that quarterback battle open, and it's probably one that'll extend into August. Now, here's my biggest burning question in the SEC this spring. Will Texas A&M finally wake up offensively? Will they join the modern times? Jimbo Fisher's antiquated offense with the Aggies is out. He's finally decided to give away play calling, and in doing so hired away Bobby Petrino from UNLV, who had just been there for a couple of weeks as the offensive coordinator. Bobby Petrino, a checkered pass, one in which I could devote an entire hour of this podcast discussing. He's really on his sixth or seventh second chance when you look at his career. This is an opportunity to finally win a championship. He's got the talent at A&M. He's got the defense on the other side of the ball. But can Bobby Petrino put it together? I think Bobby Petrino is the missing piece to everything Texas A&M has been missing the last couple of years. He's got the talent. He's got a quarterback there that I think could be really, really, really good for them. And Petrino is one of the better play callers and schemers I have ever been around or seen. I've covered Bobby Petrino on a local level when he was previously at Arkansas more than a decade ago. I've seen him up close. I've talked to him up close. I know him very well. I know the people around him very well. And this was a time when he was at Arkansas where he obviously did not have the talent to match up with the likes of an Alabama, but he gave Nick Saban so much frustration on the scripted plays. And by scripted plays, I mean those first 11 or so plays you come into a game with where you've already got already got it predetermined what you're probably going to call. And Bobby Petrino would just slice and dice up defenses every single week with his schemes. 
And Petrino has a legitimate photographic memory. It's been written about and reported on through his family. He has a photographic memory. This guy is an offensive genius. I don't throw that term around lightly. I don't say it often. I'm not the Jimmy Fallon of sports reporters who just goes off and calls everybody a genius and everything's amazing. But Bobby Petrino is that. Nothing would shock me at A&M this year. I'm telling you, they might end up winning the SEC West. It could happen, guys. It really could. Petrino takes over an offense that only averaged 22 points per game, which ranked 97th nationally last season. Their third down offense was in the 100s. Atrocious numbers last season. It was slow. It was dumb. I did not understand what Jimbo Fisher was trying to accomplish as he stood there on the sidelines fumbling around his 15 placards and sheets of paper every Saturday. Just didn't make sense. And finally, he seems to be getting with the times. And for those out there asking, well, is Jimbo Fisher really going to stand out of Bobby Petrino's way? Uh, Yes. And if he doesn't, Bobby Petrino will make him stand out of the way or Bobby Petrino will just straight up quit. I'm telling you, if this is not his offense, he will straight up quit. And I guarantee you, Jimbo Fisher provided him that promise. Also remember that Jimbo Fisher previously went after Bobby Petrino. That didn't quite work out earlier in this process back in December. And then he came circled back around and Petrino ended up coming, taking the job. So I'm sure some things were ironed out and worked out there. So A&M could be that team that all of a sudden rises from those ashes and becomes an SEC West contender simply because they have the talent there to do so with top four recruiting classes almost every year, and of course, the number one recruiting class and the best ever just a year ago in the 24-7 sports composite. This is a roster that has about a two-year window left to win a national championship. And every single number one team in the recruiting rankings at 24-7 sports in its history have gone on to at least play for a national championship, if not win it. And Texas A&M is on the clock right now. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Bobby Petrino, by the way, this is more of a fling than a marriage. This is a short-term solution for A&M. I don't see this lasting more longer than three years at Texas A&M. This move was made to take advantage of this window of opportunity with this talent to win a national championship. Texas A&M, their offense will improve. And boy, I can't wait to hear the reports out of College Station this spring as to how that offense is looking and evolving, finally, under Jimbo Fisher. Of course, there's many more storylines to look at across the SEC, and I recommend you just go to 247sports.com and check out our team coverage across our vast network of sites. I mean, goodness gracious, look at Arkansas as they try to replace their linebacker core where they had Drew Sanders and Bumper Poole. Look at LSU as they try to figure out their defensive secondary there, but also have an opportunity to compete once again to maybe win the SEC West. And then look also in the SEC East. Is Mizzou finally going to turn a corner? Do they have their quarterback finally with Eli Drinkowitz? Can Kentucky figure out its offensive issues, its woes that were not expected? Now with NC State transfer quarterback Devin Leary as their man? A lot of interesting questions there in the SEC. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brandon Marcello. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll see you down the road.